0: Welcome to the Sip and Soul podcast. My name's Angie Lightnecker, transformational coach, self-development junkie, network marketing advocate. For over a decade, I've been obsessed with the power of human potential and realized that the recipe is the same whether you're four or 104. In this show, you'll learn the recipe for living your best life through Posse vibes and a soulful tribe. So grab a cup, let's fill yours up. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sip and Soul podcast. I have someone who I've been eager to share with you all because the moment I met her, she was just such a bright light, a ray of sunshine, and then she starts speaking, and the wisdom nuggets, like, get your notepads ready. I'm just going to say this, but this is Mitzi Campbell, and Mitzi, I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you. Oh, my gosh, Angie. Thank you. I feel the same way about you. I love it. So just to give the guests a, a brief background, you actually spent the last 25 years as a college professor, um, but then you felt really confined. I remember you sharing this. You like knew that there was more for you, and you actually changed careers more recently. Do you want to share a little bit about that journey?
1: Yes. Uh, well, I, I have been my whole life, my whole professional life, a teacher started in elementary school. And then uh, when my children were little, um, I shifted over to higher education so that I could teach um, part-time and just maintained that um, work as a college professor for over 25 years. And actually during COVID, which for so many of us was a catalyst, I just began to feel like I was not fully aligned with that work in that capacity anymore not that I didn't want to teach I know I'm a teacher that's my identity and it's what I'm here to do but I needed to break out of the confines of those four walls in the classroom and get my voice into a much bigger arena and I think COVID because it made us constrict just made me feel that all the more and so after that, I, I kind of knew that I needed to break away and start something new, but I still wasn't taking action on it until um, I ended up having a little bit of a health issue, which kind of kicked me into gear. And that was the catalyst along with my feelings that I was already having. So it was it's kind of funny how the universe will give you something to make you go into the direction where you know you're you're meant to go. And so that's what's happened to me.
0: So that's one of the things I most admire about your work is you talk a lot about, you know, using your, like the things that do kind of rub against you, you know, like those little confining moments or the contrast as, as we say, you, you, you talk a lot about using the contrast as actually a really beautiful thing. Like using, for example, your past as really a, a, something that can propel you forward instead of something that holds you back. And I feel like that's a really powerful part of your work. So can you talk about that? I mean, I'm assuming if someone's plugging into a podcast that's sip and soul, like there's probably something inside of them that's like, maybe there's more or this isn't working for me or um, I'm ready to grow. Can you talk a little bit about that journey and in, in your work?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Our entire life story is a a school. I mean, it's it's a wealth of information and we have to be willing to tap into our experiences and really think about what they are showing us in our lives, because everything we go through, especially the most difficult things, are teaching us something really important. And I believe that that's why we're here is to learn and to learn lessons in order to do other things like love, like connect. And a lot of major spiritual um, practices and major religions have that same theme of like, you're here to learn, you're repeating cycles, your patterns are going to continue to show up in your life until you learn a particular lesson or series of lessons. And so we are given this template and it's called our life our life story that's your template for learning and so it, it's really just something i hope to inspire people to be able to do to have the courage to take a look at some of those things they may not want to revisit even to find out where the lessons are and to learn them and to grow just continue going in that way you know and we and we end up in a place that's better than we were when we started out
0: so true. And, you know, before we press play on here, I was talking about how I've actually shared with so many of my friends. So if you're one of my friends that I've told you the word blessings, this is the girl that I always give credit because I'm always like, my friend Mitzi calls them blessings. But I cannot think of a better word than to than blessings as, like, life is full of blessings. It's full of lessons. And if we can find the blessings in every – situation, of every circumstance and, and like feel it to heal it, you know, just take what's happening and, and assess it and understand that like, it's all, it's all good. If we choose to look at it like that, like it's, we can find the wisdom nuggets. We can find the blessings in any situation and circumstance, regardless of how hard it feels in that moment, you know? And so can you talk a little bit about how you came up with blessings? And I know that your life has you know, you've had your own series of trials and tribulations. Do you feel open to sharing a little bit about that and how you found blessings through that?
1: Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, gosh, my whole life has been uh, ups and downs. It's everyone's life is ups and downs, and um, and I embrace the roller coaster of that. Um, I. Uh, have, as I mentioned, in the most recent years, been struggling with a, a health issue that's caused me to change everything about my life, everything, what I eat, who I surround myself with, where I live, where, you know, what I do, everything in my career. So um, that's been probably my mo- most recent and strongest, most powerful learning experience is going through that um, health journey, which I'm now you know, 90 to 95% um, on the road to, to total healing. So I'm very grateful for that. But prior to that, um, you know, I, I am a single mom, I am divorced. And so raising my children through the past um, couple of decades of life has also been challenging at times. And a lot of my single moms out there will relate to that. And, you know, just various things that happen in life, relationships that begin and end. Um, and, you know, I happen to be a very highly sensitive person. So I am very attuned to when things happen in my life. And I'm really, really focused on understanding how they're happening for me and not to me Um at, as a punishment that they're actually blessings when things like, you know, difficult things happen to you. And so I have, uh, you know, I have just, I guess, used that, um, philosophy throughout my life. And when I was looking for a name for my podcast and my business, um, I put the question out there to the universe, um, This is what I want to do, I want to connect people, I want to talk with people, I want to have deep conversations, I want people to see that they're here to learn, I felt like that was my calling I actually got kind of a spiritual download if you, if you will, um, about that, that that was my job, that's what you're here to do you're here to teach but you're also here to realize that everyone is here to learn not just those people in your classroom right. And so um, when I kind of put out the call for a name, I cannot explain it in any other way, but then it just came to me. The word blessings just came to me and I knew that it was meant to be the name of my uh, podcast and the name of my business going forward. And I even just recently um, got the trademark on the word blessings. So I'm very excited about that. I own I, the
0: word. Yes. It's actually my word. Yes. And put it in urban dictionary too. It's like, it is, it is a whole thing. It is a whole. Yes. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So interesting,
0: but it's a great word. Love it. Love it. Great word. Like I said, my friends that are listening will know who I'm talking about because I've said it so many times.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: So, Mitz, can you talk a little bit about using your your past, you know, because a lot of people through the retreats and, and, you know, coaching and things like that sometimes we feel stuck, like we feel really stuck and defined by our past. And I feel like you do such a beautiful job of helping people to really use the past as like a, a launch pad really to to catapult them into the future instead of something that like holds them down or, or makes them feel like they can't move. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Definitely. Uh, you know, we hear a lot of scary things about being in the past. Um, You know, we hear people talking about this in a negative way, as if you can go there and somehow become stuck as a victim of your past. And that's just simply not true. We approach everything from the present moment, even our past. So to go into the past does not mean that you're moving out of the present moment. You're experiencing your past experiences from who you are today. And that's really important. Because the person you are today knows a heck of a lot more (laughs) than the person who went through whatever trials or tribulations that you went through in the past. And so in in going into those times that are there to teach us, um, we do learn from having experienced things just alone. But when we take the time to go back in and really think about them, to analyze, and to evaluate, and to go into um, what Dr. Benjamin Bloom and his colleagues would have called Bloom's taxonomy, to go through those levels of thinking, and then to be able to take that experience or whatever, you know, is needling you from the past and transform it into learning, transform it intentionally into something different, and then take new action based on that analysis and that assessment that's where it's at that's where the deepest learning takes place because you'll find that you may have an experience and then you may have another experience and the the two experiences are sort of similar maybe you attract the similar type of person into your life that's always kind of bugging you or maybe you know you always get stuck in traffic or you you know something something comes up and keeps coming up in your life as a pattern. It's because you haven't taken the time to analyze and assess and then take corresponding creative action, creative meaning, like create something new out of it. Um, And that's why it's important. It's not something to be feared. And if you ever feel like a past experience, perhaps it's a trauma coming back up for you and you just want to push it away. You just want to run away from it. You want to repress it. You do not want to remember it. First of all, I want you to remember that if it's coming back to you in your memory, you can handle it. That's number one. Uh, If you couldn't handle it, you wouldn't be remembering it. And it's coming back because it's kind of knocking on the door. Like there's something here for you. You have to think about this and figure out why it's coming back. And then the other thing is that if you get scared and that thing is coming back and you can resist the urge to push it away, if you get scared, just look down at your body. You're not there. You're not in that experience. You're right here right now. And by looking down at your body, by looking at things around you in the room, that helps to keep you grounded in the present moment. And you can understand that you're okay to go back into a past experience from the present moment because you're not there. You can never be there again. It's not possible. You're only ever here. So that's what, that's what I would say. That's what I did say.
0: Oh my gosh. You did recently get your trauma informed um, certification. So can you share a little bit about, there are a lot of misconceptions around trauma and what trauma is and how to process trauma, but from your, your standpoint today, can you share a little bit about that?
1: Yes. Um, You know, people who experience trauma experience it at different levels. Um, My stubbed toe may hurt me more than your Uh, you know, broken arm. And so we can't, first of all, judge trauma as, you know, sometimes we look back at our lives and think, oh, I I went through something really difficult. And yes, it was trauma, but uh, there are starving children in Africa. You know, you can't compare your trauma to something worse because that takes away from your real experience. So first of all, accept that if you feel traumatized by something that that that's right. You're right about that. Go with your feelings on it, you know? And yes, we can exaggerate and say, oh, that traumatized me when it really didn't. You know the difference. You know when you really feel traumatized by something. And that can occur at different levels. So there's capital T trauma, there's small t trauma, but it all makes us feel how we feel. And that's real. So that's the first thing, um, you know, I would say about about trauma. And to know that um, trauma is a teacher and it might be the greatest teacher of your life. And so having the courage to examine it and wrestle with it a little bit until you come out on top (laughs) is really, uh, you know, what needs to happen in order for you to do what ultimately is going to help you. And that is to take the emotion away from the trauma. So if you're if you've experienced something, you know, there are people who have experienced some really horrible things, especially if you think about events that are uh, catastrophic, that people go through, that's really tough to shake something like that. So you have to be able to extract the emotion out of it and understand the emotion and then work towards feeling less of that, less intensity when those feelings or those memories come back till eventually you get to the point where you're not associating feeling with the situation, that you're able to use this situation as information and be able to heal. Um, and that can take time and maybe it doesn't happen for everybody, but um, if you can lower the lower the uh, emotional refractory period, the time between like thinking about something and then how long you think about it, if you can make that shorter, um, that's when you know healing is taking place and then just keep working with it.
0: Yeah. I love how you know, the way that you teach is really like leaning in. I think so often when we don't understand something growing up, we will use any of our defense mechanisms to not feel. And so I feel like something you do extraordinarily well is like teaching people to lean into it. Like just ask what it has to say, like finding the wisdom in it and, and really leaning in so that it has an opportunity to, to work through us and to, I love how you say trauma is often a teacher, right? It's like a lot, the people that you make the best connections with, with oftentimes have gone through some things and whether they be the same or they're, they're different or they're similar. Like it's, it is the point of connection and it's the point of healing, you know? So where Mm -hmm. does personal development, I know you do have a book club, where does personal development play into this? Like the healing and the growing and the transformation and, um, connection can you talk a little bit about that
1: sure um well you know where do we look when we're looking to heal something or solve something or solve a problem or learn we go to books that's where we go naturally or we may turn to people online who we admire and who you know different um, various coaches and teachers and gurus online who speak but m- many many people turn to books for this kind of information and so um because I'm a teacher, uh, it just got me to thinking, you know, there's so many people who just have bookshelves full of these personal development books, and yet they're always seeking. They're not growing. They're not changing their lives. And they may read the most wonderful, impactful books, but not put those tools into practice in their lives. And um, a lot of that has to do with the way that they're reading the books, but it also has to do with their intention. It has to do with what I was talking about before with Bloom's taxonomy, taking your thinking to the level of creation. If you read a book and you just read it, you're reading it, you're, you're functioning at the lowest level of thinking. Just just reading that information is not enough. You need to take it up into the higher levels, the deeper levels of thinking. Um, and so that's what I do in the book club is I take the most influential books that I can Find and I help people to read them slowly, to read them by taking notes as you're reading. So you're not just reading the book, you're studying it. Because if you want to change, you have to study something and then you have to actively find strategies to use and make a plan about how it can work in your life and then actually do it, put it into practice. So that's what we do in the community. It's more of a, it's not just reading. It's a community. It's and also when you when you are talking about tools for personal development or professional development and you're just doing that um, in isolation, then again, it's going to be harder for you to implement. But if you do it in a group, if you talk to people about it, that helps enhance um, and amplify the benefits as well. So, yeah, so, um, you know, books are such a great tool, and these authors have written such amazing things. But getting it from their, their pen into the piece of paper and then into your brain, it's a whole process that people don't even think about how complex that is. And it really is very complex. So I try to help people to um, absorb and actually use these concepts. I say it's kind of like working with all the best um, coaches and teachers and gurus in the world.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun. I'm
1: like a conduit.
0: <laughs> You're the conduit. You know, it's interesting too, and I know you'll you'll relate to this, Mitzi, as a teacher, but I I taught for thirteen years, you know, with alongside of many amazing teachers, but it's wild how little I knew about the subconscious mind and like the conscious mind. So we have our conscious mind, our thinking mind, and then our subconscious mind, which is our emotional mind. It's it's where it becomes a paradigm. It becomes a stored program. And so I think of like a lot of the personal development, you know, I would read years and years ago, and I would just read it, conscious mind, thinking mind. Mm-hmm. But the thing I love about your what you're doing is in community, right, you emotionalize. Like you, you do the work together, and then it becomes a sword program, which as Bob Proctor talks about is how you close the knowing-doing gap. So I love so much what you're doing because it, it it's not from a conscious learning thinking. It's from a subconscious embodiment becoming and so it's it's so beautiful to see people. That is how transformation happens, right? When something becomes stored in our subconscious and becomes a paradigm and a program, then that's how we operate by default. So I think it's so cool. When I saw that you were doing this book club, I'm like, this is brilliant. You know, you guys are studying together. You're doing the things. You're integrating. You're embodying. So it's going to actually, like, take hold and impact people, not just from, a, you know, a mental standpoint. So. Yeah, you have to take it. This In the first book we read was Mindset by Carol Dweck. And we've just
1: finished that one. We're going to start um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill next. But in the book Mindset, she talks about this, that when you are actively creating something new um, and wanting to make that a part of your new behavior or your new life, you have to take it from the working memory, which is short-term memory. And that's where just reading it would come in to the long-term memory, which is creating new habits and actually doing them. That's when it gets implanted. And then the key to that is realizing that your old habits will not go away. They don't disappear because you learn something new. You have to make a new habit stronger than an old habit. And there's only one way to do that (laughs) by doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So interesting.
0: So interesting. I love this. So, Mitz, share with anybody where they can find you if they, of course, want to be part of your book club, the Blessings podcast, or just want to be in your world through coaching or mentorship or what have you. Share with people where they can find you and how they can be a part of your world. Oh, thank you.
1: I love people being a part of my world. I just want as many wonderful people in my world as I can get. (laughs) So you can follow me on Instagram at Mitzi Ann Campbell. That's my most active social platform. Um, I'm also on Facebook as Mitzi Campbell. I'm on LinkedIn. um, And my podcast is the Blessings Podcast. I have a new episode with a guest every Wednesday and a mini bite sized blessing every Sunday. So you can get involved there. And my website is mitzycampbell.com. To join the book club, you can go to mitzycampbellcom forward slash book club, or just reach out to me and I'll hook you up. So um, those are the big places where I am lurking (laughs) for anybody (laughs) who wants to be my friend, because I love, I love people. And uh, yeah, Yeah, I'd love to have more people join my world.
0: Oh my gosh. Mitz, you are amazing. Thank you for being you. Thank you for the good work that you're doing. It's been so fun to watch. When did I meet you? Last February, I believe. Yes. In a year. But just this evolution within you and and how much has transpired in one year. Like it would. I was just starting out with this podcast then, and it's it's grown, it's snowballed. It's so crazy how it happens, isn't it? You know, wild. Yeah. It's so crazy. Quantum. It's As our mentor, Craig Siegel, I'm going to give him a a little plug here, but he always says it doesn't take time. It takes alignment. And it's so true. Like You are aligned. You are fulfilling your life's purpose. You are impacting so many people. And it's just the coolest to watch you do this. So thank Thank you, Min. Thank you so much, Angie. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Have a beautiful day and we'll see you next time on the Sip and Soul podcast.